Rob, we want to go right back out to our guest line and welcome in former Michigan State football player, coach, coached a ton of places, a ton of leagues. That's not why we have him on the show today. We're talking about Pat Perlis, son of George and Sally Perlis. Pat, I can tell you that I saw your mom a couple weeks ago. It was the night before Michigan State's homecoming over at Coral Gables, and there was a reunion of the 65 and 66 teams and some other alums in that back room at Gables. And as I walked in, your mom was sitting there, and she called out my name, and I looked over, and I said, oh, it's Sally. And she was there with the Van Dams and Ron Palmer, and she looked absolutely splendid. And then she, we were in the middle of this gathering, and I turn around, and she has walked all the way through uh, the restaurant to find us in the back. And we talked for just a couple of minutes there, and uh, she had a big smile on her face. Uh, was this a shock to you, or did you know that uh, maybe her time was drawing to an end? No, it was a real shock, Jack. I mean, she was very vibrant with some of the issues she did have. She never let those issues uh, dominate the day, you know, and um, she was very vibrant. She had things um, really under control, or at least we thought. Uh, She had a fall a while ago, and some things happened very quickly, uh, and uh, it, like you say, it was it was not expected, uh, you know, this quick. You know, the name Perlis is one that uh, everyone uh, registers with, uh, if they have any familiarity with Michigan State. And for those who didn't know your mom well, uh, she was behind your dad every step of the way. She wasn't really behind him because she was beside him. And uh, I don't think most people understand unless you had been in the home and watched them interact as I as I had a chance to do a year ago uh, I, I took Lorenzo White over there because I wanted uh, or a couple years ago two years ago I wanted yeah. George to, to see Lorenzo uh, one more time and uh, to see Sally with him I think it would surprise some people how much George relied on her no, no question Jack I mean uh, I can't, and I know this, I saw some of it firsthand. I've heard most of it, at least secondhand, when I talked to my mom almost weekly. And mm-hmm. uh, I, there was not a, any decision, a, a, a major decision, I would say, Jack, of consequence uh, that my dad, George, did not bounce off her. And not only bounce off her, uh, most of the time, adapting at least part, if not most, of what she believed. Because because in my mind, uh, in in uh, uh, Coach's life, my dad's life, he finally met someone that would really have as much, if not more, instincts, awareness of people, of human nature. I mean, if you remember my dad, he talked sometimes yeah. in conceptual terms of human nature, you know. And yes. Uh, uh, things of those sorts, and those don't come natural from a kid from East Detroit who went to Western High School. Uh, (laughs) Those refinements, those fine-tunings, 
were the same thing that your wife is trying to do with you, Jack. She still has a long ways to go, but uh, th- that you know, yeah. Y- yeah, that Karen continually does to me. Thank goodness she hasn't uh, quit by now. But uh, uh, those things, directly or indirectly, shown through almost every major decision that my father made. Not only yeah. in football, Jack, but yeah. anything from what. Uh, interior decorating, where we're going to move, uh, all those right. things that a coach's wife uh, does. Pat, I spent uh, an inordinate amount of time uh, with your dad from the day he was introduced at Michigan State, the old uh, pack a lunch and bring a flashlight speech, which is so famous, to his last walk from Kellogg Center over to the stadium counting the steps with him. And I uh, was there for uh, all the Green Bay Packers drama and the Jets and the board and the great wins and uh, the triumphs and the Rose Bowl and all of that. I think I got to know your dad exceptionally well. <laughs> and it always struck me that sometimes when uh, there would be a real tough one and I'd be sitting in his office as I was prone to do and he'd just pick up the phone and call your mom. Yes. Yes. Now, you've really touched me, Jack. And guess who else she was answering phone calls from? You know, we all did it, all all us children. She had an amazing, amazing amount of gray matter, and it just didn't facilitate itself in academia. Although she had three degrees, she had a, a Master's of Fine Arts, she had a Communications, and a Political Science degree, and she often joked... I know less about politics than I did before I got the four-year degree or two-year degree, but uh, that's another that's another station and another matter. But um, yeah, uh, she she was a as she learned, Jack. She taught, and here's what she yeah. taught: independence and self-sustainment. Because uh, she was a farm girl from Manistee County in Onekama, mm-hmm. and her father was a farmer and a machinist. But she was just as comfortable, Jack, and I'll give you one quick antidote. Uh, it kind of explains what I'm trying to say. She had a great range. And what I mean by that is I was my last year at Michigan State, I was staying at their house over there at Mount Hope, right off Mount yeah, Hope. Yeah, yeah. And she was out, the farm girl that she was, spreading uh, compost. I call it cow, and you fill in the next <laughs> word, but she was out trying to get she was upset that her um her garlic or something wasn't grown correctly so yeah. she's out there trouncing in cow manure and my <laughs> father has to call her out and says Sally we're due at the governor's in an hour she was she was to go to a governor's dinner in an hour later and in, <laughs> in the capitol you know so <laughs> yeah not many not many women uh have that type of range but she did well, the story that I always like to tell about your dad, and I think your mom had a lot to do with this too, was the goalpost story. And the idea that, uh, you know, he wanted the students to not tear down those goalposts again. Uh, it was embarrassing. You'd wind up, you both play at one end of the field, or, you know, you. So they the transfer, they put in the, the wooden goalposts, and he didn't like that. So he made a deal with the students that if they didn't do that, then he would take the money 
it would cost to replace it, and he would donate it to a charity they picked. Turned out it was Special Olympics because of Norm Parker and his son Jeffrey. So this leads to the Kelly Perla Secchia golf outing, which is still going to this day. I can't tell you how much money it has raised for Special Olympics uh, uh, Area 8. But I can tell you that when it started, some people a lot smarter than I am said this will never work. Even Perlis will never be able to get the Republicans and the Democrats to drop their swords and join forces for this and damned if he didn't do it. Yeah, you know, and I don't know if you brought this story up for this reason, Jack. I think you did. It's a great setup if you did. Uh, but that was an idea that my mom directly, uh, I don't know, I can't say she came up with it. I think she did. But that was a discussion they had because every, my dad was smart enough that my mom had a bigger picture of of general uh, beliefs. And, and I'm, not a, I'm not describing it well, but when you're a football coach, okay, and you're 90 hours in a work week or whatever the hours may be, sometimes you don't catch up on the local news and things of that nature, you know. So she kept him grounded in those areas. Pat, before we go, um, I don't know where this is appropriate or not, but we're going to go here and see. Uh, I know that to your dad, uh, he's been described a lot of ways – uh, loyal to a fault, uh, being one of them, uh, driven, persistent, hard-headed, uh, tough. That's the one he always loved. Some said mm-hmm. pugnacious. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he, he told me one time, Pat, I asked him, I said, uh, you know, I've watched you do this job for a decade. What's the hardest part of it for you? He said, that's easy. It's getting guys to play as tough as they can within the lines, within the rules, and then when the game is over, to turn it off and to be gentlemen and people that you would want to marry your daughter. And I was thinking of him Saturday night, not during the game. I mean, you know, he had his wins over Michigan, certainly. But but after the game, I was thinking, what would George be thinking right now? What would George be thinking, and what would Sally be telling him? What do you think? I'll tell you what, Jack. Uh, great question. I mean, how much t- how much time do you have? <laughs> um, well, we're going to go a little bit over here, Rob. I don't know if you know that, but uh, we're just getting wound up. So we're going to go an extra five minutes. So so go ahead okay. and give the floor. Well, I mean, I don't – I'm sure, and I know, I'm not sure, I know that my mother and father will – would feel the exact same thing all us Spartans right now are feeling. Um, You can use a lot of adjectives, whether it was grotesque, ugly, you know, beyond unfortunate, beyond disappointed, all those things. And I think if you're a person that has a soul, whether you're wearing a Spartan on your head or a Wolverine winged helmet, you would agree with that. Um, we've heard a lot. We've heard a lot, you know, from Ward Manuel, 
<laughs> their athletic director. And we've heard a lot from Coach Harbaugh, you know. I mean, we continue to hear from him. I mean, as the days continue, right. we read statements. I just saw something on a national, two national news programs in Kansas City here when I was in the gym on the I got back last night, and I'm going back to Michigan to help, you know, back to the celebration. But I came back, Jack, to get my family, and I saw two, two stories on the major news networks, okay, showing these, you know, these videos that most of us have seen if you care to. And like I said, we've heard from from Coach Harbaugh and Coach, and Ward Manuel, you know, and. Two weeks ago, we heard from another coach at Penn State, didn't we? And James Franklin talking about the, the tunnel. Yeah. Seemed to, seemed to me that Coach Franklin had a somewhat of a different perspective, a different outlook than Coach Harbaugh. Right. I mean, the last time I checked, Coach Franklin was, you can judge his coaching a cue one way or the other, but seemed to me a pretty outstanding good representative of our conference, right? Yeah. And Coach Harbaugh disagreed with him, even calling him a whiny or a baby or whatever Whatever it was, I interpreted it as a coach being concerned, but hitting stone wall per se, okay? Mm-hmm. You've also heard, which I wasn't surprised, but three of the last, three of the past seven home contests in Ann Arbor have had incidents. You can ask the Ohio State people, and you can ask the last two weekends. And I can tell you this, Jack, from, from an anecdotal standpoint, in 1985, I was in that tunnel. Coach Harbaugh was in that tunnel because he didn't leave the game until the third quarter, if you remember. Right. Prior to that, Bobby yeah. Bobby Morris yeah. ran right by me yeah. and hugged his sister right. in the end zone. Okay? Right. So Coach Harbaugh was in the tunnel when I was, when there was a similar incident, an incident that could have escalated to, to the point uh, that we saw uh, the other day. Thankfully, yeah. thankfully, Jack, there was a guy named Steve Furness that had different ideas. Our defensive uh-huh. line coach. Yeah, yeah. And he well, separated. I, I don't the- understand, Pat, given the history of the rivalry and given the dynamics and the parameters of the situation and uh, the level of uh, heat associated with last Saturday with comments from alums and players and coaches. and uh, We're not going to try to determine how much was from each side, but I think uh, they weren't the same. That the security force there in the tunnel uh, was insufficient and impotent. I will say that. Again, no one is excusing anyone getting conked in the head with a helmet. No one's excusing helmet swinging by anyone. And people who have been suspended and are going to face serious career-changing ramifications for this, you're responsible for your actions. But I'm saying that uh, the next time Michigan has a big game over there, 
if they don't have a, a ramped up security like you haven't believed and policies there that are enforced, then they're going to be culpable and they're going to be liable for something that happens in the tunnel. Well, that's my point. When Nebraska comes in two weeks from now, Jack, and there's a similar incident, is Nebraska 100% at fault like the, like the Spartans, like Michigan State football is right now? Pat, is it Pat, be I don't looked think at anyone it? is ever 100% at fault. Certainly sometimes people are more at fault than others. Sometimes you have instigators. Sometimes you have people who take it way beyond control here, beyond what's reasonable and uh, rational. But uh, there's usually some degree where both sides have, have had some involvement in it. I suppose if you're driving a car and uh, someone who is a, a 0.25 blood alcohol level comes across mm-hmm. the center line and hits you, you're not responsible. I suppose if you're, if you're walking outside and you get struck by lightning, you're not responsible. But most of us, for things that happen that aren't favorable to us, we can whine and we can moan about how unlucky we mm-hmm. are, but we can look back on our actions and think, you know what, that wasn't really smart. Well, and I agree 100%, Jeff. I mean, you asked the question. I've taken a long path to get here. But my, knowing mom and dad, yeah, with all the rhetoric that seems to be a big bucket of paint being thrown in one direction, yeah, okay, Mom and dad would say, what are we going to do from here? Yeah, what yeah, is yeah. our solution? How yeah. do we solve this for not another another right. embarrassing incident? And if you indulge me, Jack, I want to yeah. throw a charge out there. I want to throw something out there. Yeah. Okay? I would want to help this situation not ever happen again. Because this is a sting. This hurts the Big Ten brand. It hurts the nation. I would want, in my utopia, to have Ward Manuel and Harlan Burnett, our two athletic drivers, very two excellent. Alan Haller. Excuse me, Alan Haller. Harlan is uh, my AD. But, yeah, Alan Haller, which is also a very close friend. I would like to see those two get together, okay, with the other Big Ten uh, athletic directors and solve this Michigan problem. Yeah. Because you have several teams, several years dating back to 1985, but the consistencies are this, Jack. One team, one tunnel. You don't hear this happening at a consistent, systemic basis throughout the other – the rest of the conference, or even in the nation, because I've been in a lot of tunnels. Yeah. So, Pat, thanks so much is- for joining us. Hey, I, I, I really appreciate your perspective and uh, your experience on it. And, uh, you know, you, you know that uh, oh, there are ramifications for what's happened, but we really can't change that. We can't go back. What we need no. to do is no. learn from mistakes and prevent it from happening again. And uh, talk about happening again. Uh, I can hear your dad now as your mom uh, gets with him again saying, hey, Sal, what took you so long? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. She would. And they would want they would want a collective effort. Let's all get together. Yeah. Let's solve this problem in this tunnel. 
Yeah. Pat Perlis, uh, he has been a coach at many levels. And a uh, uh, player at Michigan State and, of course, uh, uh, one of George and Sally's kids. And uh, that might be something that he holds as dear as anything else. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.